This is Annalise. Hey, this is Rob. And we are the Nerd Best Friends. You're listening to a one-shot. One-shot is a term used in comics and RPGs to describe a quick one-and-done adventure. Our one-shots don't have all the structure of our normal episodes, but keep you up to date on the nerdy things we are doing and talking about. The truth is, we're nerdier than we thought and have tons to share with each other and our listeners. On today's one shot, we are talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer as an addendum to episode nine that we recorded for so long, we needed to add something at the end. The one thing we left off was top five inside jokes. I love your comments on our spreadsheet here, Rob. I'm not super sure what this category means. I'm not sure what you mean by (laughs) the top five inside jokes, because are these inside jokes that you and I have? Are they inside jokes in the show? If they're in a show, they specifically have to be outward. Otherwise, nobody gets the joke. So I'm going to let you start so that I can kind of get the get the timbre of what it is. I will tell you a story. Buffy season one was my freshman year of college. The next year, I move in with my roommates who I ended up living with, who end up being lifelong friends. In fact, we were graduated in, in our own careers when Buffy ended. And my two roommates, Stacy and Tiffany, flew to California so we could watch the series finale together. So Buffy was important to us as friends. However, that's not how it started. When I moved in, I said, hey, I don't watch a lot of TV. Maybe sometimes 49ers games on Sundays. We were in the Trojan marching band, so we all had Saturday things to do. But there's one show that I watch, but I need you all to record it because I work on Monday nights and it's Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And oh my God, they made so much fun of me. They made so much fun of me. (laughs) But in the old times... It was one of those combo VHS TVs that you could get like at Costco or whatever. You had to record the episode while it was playing on the screen. Mm -hmm. So the only TV in the room, because this was prior to the days where everyone had a TV or a flat screen or a monitor to watch, they had to have the show on and playing while it was recording for me. So the series opens the first episode of season two and I come home with like, oh, I can't believe you watch the show. They're just, just like ribbing me for it. The second episode happens and somewhere in those first couple of episodes, they make a reference about Xander and the hyena pack from season one. Mm. So somewhere in there, I get home and it's like, my roommates are waiting at the door for me and they pull me in. They're like, you need to watch this episode right now. You need to watch it. I'm like, (laughs) okay. And I'm watching it and then they actually pause it. And like, what do they mean about the hyena thing? I'm like, oh, and I I, I go explain the whole thing. And that buys them in to loving Buffy. And so as you watch the series, there's a lot of those recalls that if you are just watching an episode here or there, can go by and you don't even really think much about it. But there's all these really inside jokes that happen throughout the series that are really great. And I would love if listeners who don't, who haven't watched the whole series has kind of an insight on some of these would be really, would be really fun. All right. That's that's one of them. The hyena recall of Xander. They actually recall that a few times. Which is different than how they recall that one time when he was taken over by an army general. So he somehow magically remembers that he has skills. That's another fun recall that's on my list. The the Halloween Is episodes it? are some of the great episodes. Should be somewhere. Yeah. The recall from the Halloween episodes. So the Halloween episode recalls are also really great for that very reason. They really hang their hat on the fact that Xander remembers things like military code when it's convenient. Uh, yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> it's so bad. But it's great. 
<laughs> it's one of the things that makes Buffy. Amy the rat is mm-hmm. one of those things. If you're watching an episode and there's a random rat sitting in Buffy's bedroom, if you don't know the recall of that, you don't know the inside joke about that. It's actually Amy and they haven't figured out how to make her not a rat and how they bring that back around when Willow finally figures out the magic to do so. There's actually an episode where she does it accidentally, but her back's turned and she's like on the ah. phone talking to somebody and Amy's there in the cage as a human. And then Willow says something out and then she's back to a rat. So they like joke about that a few times throughout. And then at the end, when it's uh, evil Willow has happened, Amy comes back and Amy wants all that dark power. And she starts to maybe intrigue Willow back into it. As Actually like remind me, do we ever get a resolution to the Amy story? Because she... she introduces her to that like warlock dude in the invisible yes. opium den. But what happens to her? You get a resolution of Amy, uh, unfortunately, in the comic books. I don't remember if anything um, happens to her that we see in the series. She kind of disappears because Willow tells her, you know, like, and the Scooby games, like, we don't want Willow around any of this. You need to go. All right. So they do wrap yeah. that up that story in yes. the comic yes. season eight, which is a whole nother yes. thing I'm sure we'll oh, talk We'll have about. an episode about those seasons for sure. Um, <laughs> I haven't read them, so keep keep that in mind. I love the recall and the joke. First episode and last episode, Giles turns away from the camera and says the earth is definitely doomed and he says that in bold he says at the end of episode one and he says that just before the big battle in the final episode things like some of the things that the characters say faith and her five by five have no idea what this means what does five by five mean five by five is very interesting because i have i think even like 20 years ago when she was saying it i was like what does that mean? Like, I get what it means because, you know, from the context clues, it means everything's cool. But I was like, is that something? And I would look that up. And even like, if you try to like Google it and look it up right now, most of the references are Buffy the Vampire Slayer references. Yes. Or it's like, well, that's what fi- that's what Faith says to yeah. mean that like everything's cool. You can find evidence that in the pipe five by five is a Air Force term, meaning that the audio out and the audio in are coming in at max levels. Oh, interesting. But looking deeper into that, it seems as though that phrase was said in a movie that came after Buffy the Vampire Slayer was on. So I feel like what we really need is an Air Force pilot on the show to verify whether or not they say five by five in the actual military. I don't think they do. <laughs> I, if I were to if I were to put my twenty dollar bet, I would bet that like that's not a real thing. I think it just came from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> And that makes it, it makes it great. I'm five by five. What the hell does that mean? But if you don't watch Buffy, you don't know that reference. Beat me when the apocalypse happens. I actually have a sticker on my water bottle. That's of a little beeper that says the apocalypse is happening. These to me are just what I, I called inside jokes. I love the jokes. They all play on Spike when he first has his chip and he can't bite them. They just rail on him. And it's hilarious. That whole, that whole series is really great. Uh, I love James the- Cameron's Aliens is the answer to the five by five question. Oh, Aliens James- was before Buffy, wasn't it? Oh, Aliens was definitely before Buffy. You're yeah. Right. So we have that backwards. It's yeah. a reference to that movie. I knew it was a movie. Yes. Have that backwards. The five by five in Buffy is probably a reference to five by five in Aliens. Again, not sure if the military ever actually uses that term. We're going to have to find that out. I would still put the $20 on. It's made up. That it's not, yeah. <laughs> or or someone in the Air Force got it from Buffy and started using it. And they all thought, that's a beefy man thing to say. I'm five by five. I don't know. We'll find that out. 
I love the reference calling them a Scooby, Scooby gang. There's a mm-hmm. lot of nerd references throughout the seasons. Um, nerd reference every- that I always picked out that like tickled me was when they would make Star Trek references. One, okay. because a lot of the references they were making was to Star Trek The Next Generation. Like they'd call somebody Lacutus of Borg or talk about Jean-Luc Picard or something like that, which was also a 90s show that had just gone on. But then the other half of that is as Buffy went through like season one and season two was mostly about vampires, but then it had to grow and it had to expand to like these demons and monsters that were all wearing like forehead prosthetics just like all the Star Trek villains. Oh, sure. Yeah. Right. So as that's going through, I'm like 100% positive that the makeup and costuming team from Star Trek The Next Generation just moved over the lot to Buffy the Vampire Slayer and all of those Star Trek people are now working on this show. So that made the Star Trek references like extra good because I have a feeling they're just surrounded by Star Trek people who are doing all of that makeup and prosthetics for those shows. That's a good point because they did a lot of that, especially once they got bigger budgets in season two. I think of the three that are assigned to attack Buffy, the big things on their foreheads and the mm-hmm. big spacey looking uniforms. You make a really, There's really like good all point. of a sudden an episode where it's sort of the, the most dangerous game kind of homage where some big rich vampire person has brought in slayer hunters from oh different yes places. slayer hunter and, 97 or whatever it is yeah yeah and Trick. there's this, this dude who's like yellow and airbrushed he's got a big like fin on his head and giant claws coming out of his arm and it's just it's like out of nowhere you're like whoa what did they do and that's what like oh yeah, it's 1999. Star Trek: The Next Generation just ended, and they're going into Deep Space Nine, and all these guys are working. Like, like yes. I just walked across the street <laughs> to be on this episode. I love everything Andrew in season seven. Oh my He's gosh. such a dork and such a great comedic relief for that season. Andrew's great. <laughs> There's a great scene where he's like sitting there, and he's just like, "We're all doomed," and he's he base it's basically an expository text where he's summing up everything that's happening and everything that's wrong and this person is captured by this and this person can't find this and you're doing this and just laying out the dire situation that they're all in and Buffy looks at him and is like Andrew you've been here for half an hour (laughs) (laughs) and there's the episode where he has the video camera and he's trying to narrate a little video so you're watching some of what's going on in the house from his point of view and he's just narrating it it's just hilarious everything Andrew's great and then, of course, my number one moment for me is Andrew in the last episode, before they go out into the huge final battle, is dungeon mastering an adventure yes. for Giles and Willow. And I think Xander's there and they're playing <laughs> D&D. He's just going through. They got the map out there. They got the D20. Could not be happier when we get to the season finale. And Giles says... Could it get any uglier? I was a highly respected watcher. Now I'm a wounded dwarf with the mystical strength of a doily. <laughs> Love it. Andrew's such a nerd. They're all <laughs> nerds, but they they can really hang their hat on Andrew and say it's Andrew's fault. You also put Anya's fear of bunnies. I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna stand that and say, or I'm gonna ship that and say that pays off the most in the musical episode. Mm. In one of my favorite moments in the musical episode, it really it really pays off. But her irrational fear of bunnies. They started that with Willow in early season. I think it's frogs. 
Willow has an irrational fear of frogs, but they don't really go much more than a couple of references in the first in the first season. So to have Anya come in and just have that, I used to be this horrible demon and now I'm a human, but bunnies are terrifying. Hey nerds, thanks for listening to this one shot and make sure you come back for the next whole episode. Oh, 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 oh,